Hello, listeners. This is Rand from Randomosity. Back for another episode. With this episode, I'm going to be talking about some upcoming movies that are going to be released in 2023. As I said, uh, yes, uh, not yesterday, sorry. The last time, I talked about my favorite movies that I have watched in the year of uh, 2022. So with this episode, I'll be talking about movies that are coming out in 2023, and, well, just movies that I think I will enjoy, and I'll talk about them briefly. I'm going to try to uh, keep it short with each one, but if there's one that I'm super stoked about, of course I'm going to talk more about that. So stay tuned as we come back, and we'll delve into more of these movies that will be released in 2023. Okay, we're back. And to kick things off, I'm just going to start from the, I guess, the latest. Well, I guess not the latest. More like the ones that are happening like in the distant future of 2023. And then work my way down the list so that when I get to where I perceive is going to be the end or the beginning of 2023 on this list on, that I found on IMDb, then we'll know that I have finished the list of movies that I am currently interested in based on either the trailer or from what I've heard on the web or word of mouth. And here we go. So going on the list. And I'm just going off of only the movies that I have checked on IMDb that I'm interested in watching. Uh, there's an untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. I believe it's going to be called Ghostbusters Firehouse. I'm not mistaken. So it'll be a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I am excited for that. I just want to know like what villains are going to be like the big baddies and stuff cuz they have to up the ante with this one cuz they had Gozer in the last one and now they're going to have um other ghosts in this one. And I have written down um some uh, evil like entities that I think would be perfect for this to up the ante. One of them is a boogeyman. If you've noticed in the real Ghostbusters, the animated series, he's like a really big baddie in that one. And Sandman is a bad one. And I think there's Human Busters, if I remember right. And if we had all of those, those one, those baddies for the next Ghostbusters, I think they can wreak havoc and up the ante and raise the stakes for what is expected for the next Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters Afterlife was really good. It was better than uh, the female version of the Ghostbusters, which they were trying to make it part of it, or at least in a different dimension where the girls existed and, and took the roles of the Ghostbusters. I have nothing against um, girls taking the roles of men in those. It was just... The Ghostbusters, that was a female cast, uh, they were all trying to be comedic. And it's... it hap Well, they all came from SNL. So, with all of them trying to be more comedic than the other, it was all, it was all like everybody was trying to be Venkman. And we only needed one comedic person in that role. And with having three girls trying to up everybody up each other as far as like who is more funny and stuff 
I didn't need that. I just need one. And the rest can be like um, serious toned or um, just a likable person. So that's just my two cents with that. So I am stoked for the next Ghostbusters movie, the fourth one in the franchise. And I'll just be happy to see that. The next one is Gremlins 3. I didn't really like uh, Gremlins 2, but I loved Gremlins 1, obviously. It's an 80s movie, so it would be really hard to bring back um, the practical stuff with like the puppets and stuff. So I hope they do stick with that, with the puppetry and everything, because... It makes it seem so real, and it's like the real movie magic if they stick with their guns by making prosthetics with these puppets and not just strictly on CGI. Like, maybe they can use CGI here and there, just like what's happening with uh, Stranger Things. There's some CGI, and then there's some puppetry there, and it's like perfectly masked and molded all together. If they take some notes from um, those brothers who produced Stranger Things, then I think they can pull off a really good Gremlins movie 3, or part 3 of the Gremlins movie. Um, I don't know what's going to be a plot or anything, but they would also have to up the ante with this one. Like, maybe instead of it being, like, um, taking over the whole town or the whole city, they could potentially take over the whole world and stuff. I just hope it doesn't go into space with, like, some horror movies where, like... Um, with what happened with uh, Friday the 13th, where he just uh, went to space and started killing people in the future. And the same thing with Leprechaun. He went to space to kill other people. Um, that's when you know a horror movie has gone bad, when they're going to space to kill people. So Then there's Wonka. And that one I'm slightly excited about. I just want to see what, what they would do with like a prequel to like the or origin story of Wonka. And Charlie in a Chocolate Factory. I just want to see what's going to happen and what, like, is it going to be? It's definitely going to be an origin story, but I just, I'm just kind of excited to see uh, a younger uh, version of him explaining how he decided to make a factory for these kids and then where. And then I'm also wondering, like, where will it stop? Will it stop right when he's opening the gates to let people in that got the golden tickets? Or is it going to go through that a little bit, like um, maybe showing how he made the golden tickets or how he got the idea of the golden tickets? And even um, maybe go, go into exploring how he got the Oompa Loompas. I mean, there's like a little bit of a backstory happening with the Tim Burton's version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and we were able to see that. So I'm wondering what they're going to be doing with the Oompa Loompas. Like, are they going to be a different design, like look more dwarfish, just like from the 1970s version? Or are they going to be like um, all one person and look the same and stuff like that? Or they're going to be more indigenous in a way or something. I don't know what they're going to do, but I just hope they do something pretty cool. And maybe there will be musical. And if they're going to be more indigenous, maybe they'll sing songs, but not. it'll be in a different language since that will be their native tongue. I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll see what happens. I'm just curious to know what they're going to do with the origin story of Wonka. And Wish... It's a Disney movie, 2023. Why did I pick this one? I don't know. 
have liked on here, but it's produced by Disney. Um, I may have seen something that was interesting about that. I'll probably go back to that later, but as of now, that's on my checked list for uh, on IMDb that that would be a movie that I think I may be interested in. Mm, we'll see. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, Dune Part 2. I really liked Dune. The, and also the 1980 version was pretty decent for its time and underrated. I just felt like um, the narration of the main character was a little bit off. It just got people, like, I don't know. Um, it was confusing for me, like, to hear his voice in the background and then, like, hear his thoughts, basically. And it's from the book. And I guess uh, David Lynch was just exploring how to tell the story and get us into the mind of the main character by having, like, his voice narrate what's going on. We didn't have that going on so much in the Dune remake of, of, was it last year? Yeah, last year, I believe. And now we're getting Dune Part 2, so I'm excited to see that. And I did read the book, and the book was really interesting, and my only question with, like, the book and the movie, well, mostly the book is, like, Idaho's character like how did he get the name that name in the future because like Idaho is a state and it's an okay state from what I hear it's kind of like pretty laid back and boring not much is going on so I'm like wondering how did the name Idaho become more popular and was given to a likable character that uh, would go to war with and stuff like that so I'm just like curious how I'm more curious about, like, how he got the name Idaho from, like, a boring state. No offense to those who are from Idaho. It's just, like, I've been through there, and there's nothing going on, and I've heard things going on. That's just nothing. Uh, let's see here. Craven the Hunter. That'd be... It doesn't have... The title doesn't say Craven the Manhunter. I guess that would be confusing. No, I don't want to get that confused to... But he is the Manhunter, isn't he? Or is it just Craven the Hunter? I don't know. It's been a while since I watched the 90s um, Spider-Man animated car cartoon. So I could be right, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm right. <laughs> but And this is going to be an interesting take on here, because with Sony, they're doing a lot of Spider-Man villains for their standalone movies, and eventually they're going to bring in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. From what I hear is that... Um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is done with the Disney's MCU, so he's going to be merging onto the Sony MCU, and we don't know how that's going to happen, but we'll see. And so I'll be excited for that. Um, I wonder how they're going to introduce him. I'm going to have to watch the animated series to see how he's introduced, and even read some of the comic books to get an understanding of what the story could pan out or play out, and if it's going to be just like the comics, or they're going to take their own creativity and just move from that. And what's next on our list here? I don't know if I'm going to do any movies that I am not interested in watching, but... Ooh! This one looks interesting. I just barely read up on this one. The Last Voyage of the Dementor. And I read this just 
barely recently uh the synopsis is take place on a ship but not just any ship the dementor and this ship it's basically going to be in a horror movie but it's going to be about what happened when dracula was on the ship on this ship the dementor and it'll be cool to see like a there's a lot of horror movies out there that take place like on a moving vessel like um ghost ship was on a ship and um there's some things that happen on planes that are like haunted and stuff. So it'd be cool to see another one take place and it has vampires. I don't know if um, they, because you could actually make a whole movie on that. Of like what happened between Dracula's voyage to the Americas or whatnot. And like from Europe and everything like that. And it would be cool to see that and, and see that play out. And I can't remember who's going to be playing that, but look out for that one. So that one's the last voyage of the Demeter. Demeter, that's what it says there. And I'm excited for that one. Haunted Mansion. This is Disney's production here. And this one is... Uh, it's based on the ride. So it looks like it's going to be a remake, since I already did this one with Eddie Murphy. So this one might be a little bit of another remake. Disney's do a lot of remakes because that's all they know. They don't like doing original stuff. There are some original stuff that they do do, but most overall they just hash out remakes of either animated or live action or even 3D animated stuff. So might talk about that later. Then there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. This looks interesting. The font is interesting because it has the same Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles font, but the Mutant Mayhem has like green slime on it. So it makes you wonder about that. If that's going to be more of like, I don't know, like Halloween based because it's green and it's got a little bit of slime uh, font for it. So. I don't know. Don't know a whole lot about this. Is all I know is that Seth Rogen is attached to this, and he's gonna try to make this. So some of his movies are actually really good, even though he does do a lot of um, movies related to drugs and stuff. So maybe there will be some like drugs related to this. I don't know. There's Mutant Mayhem. So I'm excited for this. I the reason I'm excited for this is because um, I do love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a whole. I'm not a huge fan of um, what's been happening with the live action so far with like CG turtles. I like the 90s version a lot better because they were, like I said, with like gremlins, they were in practical puppetry and those practical effects and it was believable. And because like with CGI, we still haven't gone to the part where CGI is completely uh, believable. The closest we've ever gotten was with Gollum with the Lord of the Rings. And we had some close ones after that. But the CGI they have been using for the turtles in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are a little weak on my side and just a little bad taste in my mouth. And plus, like, their nose design... I didn't like it. I like the round nose and the round cheeks because that's what I grew up with. And the comic books, even the black and white comic books, they looked just like that. 
And I'm just like saddened that they didn't keep that. There was even like a picture of like uh, Michael Michelangelo, where he instead of having the 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 3D animated design of like having almost kind of looking like a green version of Voldemort with the nose and stuff, but then somebody perfected it and made it look like what it's supposed to look like from the comics and also from the 1990s movie. So if they can, I don't even know if this is, I I can't read into it too much, but I don't even know if this is going to be like a remake of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or is it a continuation from what was left before? I don't know. I'll read into it and let you know in the following episodes if there be more and give you updates on that. But regardless, I'm still excited because I want to see if this is going to be better than I thought. I wonder even if it's going to be like um, based off of the toys. Because I grew up with with playing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. And I remember one Christmas that I was given Halloween versions of these uh, toys. And they they glowed in the dark. I had, like, um, uh, Leonardo, he was a werewolf. Raphael was a mummy. And Michelangelo was Frankenstein. And Donatello was uh, Dracula. So I wonder if they're going to do something like that. Because that would be really cool. And I would definitely see that. Oppenheimer. This is Christopher Nolan's uh, newest film that's coming out in 2023. I'm just excited for all of Christopher Nolan movies. Like, if he did, like, a, an animated movie that I thought was horrible, like a remake of an animated movie that I thought was horrible and made a live action of it, I would still watch it. It's just the way that he does. He's like King Midas. Whatever he touches turns to gold. So I'm excited to see this. It's a history piece. I don't know a whole lot about it other than it's about a bomb. And I hear that he is actually, um, he actually created a bomb for the practical, fle- practical effects instead of making a CGI, like, explosive going on. So, that'd be cool to see. The other movie that I'm excited for is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. And it has a part one on here, so that means there's going to be two parts, obviously. So... It's Mission Impossible. I haven't missed any of the Mission Impossibles. They're really great films. And I feel like that's probably the only movies that Tom Cruise can successfully make. And he does his own stunts, so it's really cool. I, I admire the guy. I'm not a huge fan of his, of his belief in Scientology. But he does make some cool action-packed movies. And we can see the fruits of his labors when he's doing that. So I'm excited for the Mission Impossible movie, Dead Reckoning, and I wonder if they're how how long they're going to keep going. I know they're based on books. I haven't read the books, so now I'm going to have to because I did start reading the Born Identity books, and I do enjoy reading that. Like I felt like I was close to the main character because he reminded me of me with the description in the books, and so it just um, made him more relatable. Because he was also short in stature like me, and he could blend in in any uh, culture because of his stature, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. So, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, I'm excited for. Wasn't a huge fan of Mission Impossible 
was it two or three? I can't remember which one it was. I want to say it was two. There is one logistic thing that I didn't like where he was kicking the gun from the, from the sand. And also when he's like a mid air jumping from his motorcycle and hitting a guy, um, I just didn't think that that would happen as far as, as far as like physics go. Like if you were to jump into somebody mid air with a bike, they wouldn't be swinging so much like that. They would probably be hitting each other's heads and then breaking each other's necks or something accidentally, like hitting the shoulder or something, breaking a nose here and there. It just didn't look right. And for him to kick the sand, oh, not the sand, the gun up from the sand and actually catch it, soccer style and everything um that didn't feel realistic either because i'm all thinking if you're kicking it up from the sand the sand is going to hit you in the eyes first before you even know where the gun is and once it does you're going to have to scramble like uh try to guess um your depth perception of like where the gun's going to be while this the sand is in your eyes and even when you try to grab it or something, it's going to be too late because the other guy, the other um, antagonist, is well, the, the antagonist is going to shoot you before you get the gun. So it's a lose-lose, but somehow it became a win-win for him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Harold and the Purple Crayon. I am actually super excited for this one. I just wonder how they're going to do this with the animation. This is based off of a children's book under the same name, and it's a short book. Like, you could read it um, in, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, I think, if you sped read, maybe. And it's really short, so it, it's kind of like one of those books where you're, you're wondering, it's a children's book, so how do you make a short children's book into a movie? Ron Howard is a good example of that when he was doing um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And with his like intake of the Dr. Seuss universe of doing those movies, he's done a great job of expanding it, like making a short story into a movie somehow of like an hour and 30 minutes or even two hours. And that's just amazing because it has really little content, but you can still expand on it somehow. So I'm ex excited to see how they're going to expand the story because it's about a little boy that... Um, his imagination goes wild because of a purple crayon, and, it, and with the purple crayon, he draw, draws buildings, and he draws animals, and they, be, they come to life. And that is a cool thing to make. Like, I've been like, if I was a movie director, I would want to make this into a movie, so I'm glad this is being made, and I can watch it and enjoy it, because I enjoyed reading that book as a kid. And it was really cool seeing those drawings. Like, they're very simple, but... Really cool, regardless, to have the idea that your creative can go, your creativity can go wild. So I want to see how this is going to happen with a purple crayon, and if it's going to be used like a practical effects or or CGI with how he's going to have like animals coming to life or buildings um, becoming real and tangible with the purple crayon. And I was even, I was even thinking of an idea of like we, if we were to do this, this would be perfect to uh, promote those. Um, 3d pens if they were going to do that because those 3d pens you can draw in 3d and have like a tangible object and hold it in your hand that way so i thought that that would be cool if they did that and advertise it that way that maybe somebody who was the inventor of the 3d pen happened to have a child named harold and gave him that pen and somehow only had purple for like the inside the pen 
because nobody liked purple, so Harold was given that purple little, um, I guess, crayon thing for the 3D pen and was able to draw things um, in 3D, but somehow they came to life. That would be cool if they do that. If they do that, you heard it here first, that's what they're going to be doing. But if not, I wonder what creativity freedom they're going to be using to make it like the book, but also new at the same time. Then, the other movie I am excited for is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm glad to see Harrison Ford back in the game with uh, Indiana Jones, and I hope he can redeem himself from the Crystal Skull, because that movie was terrible. CGI was horrible, and even the story and the plot was horrible. So I hope he can redeem himself as Indiana Jones and bring it back. But maybe... Um, seal it. So this might be the last one. I don't know. If this is going to be the last one, I'm fine with that. I was hoping that The Last Crusade was going to be the last send-off for him because what he did with that one was just amazing. It was my perfect trilogy. I do not count The Crystal Skull. So, again, I'm a bit hesitant. Like, I want to see this because I love Indiana Jones. I grew up watching Indiana Jones and I even... And wore a vest. Oh, no, he didn't wear a vest. But I... I I would pretend to be him sometimes when I was a kid and just seeing him back in this again. And I'm just curious what it's going to be. I saw the trailer that looks amazing, especially with the de-aging of, of him when he was younger and it's definitely going to be flashback. So I'm wondering what's going to happen in that flashback that is going to be like coming back to in pr his present day of being Indiana Jones. So, but when I heard the title of it, I was like, uh, the Dial of Destiny. Like, at first I was like thinking of like, um, Dial M for m murder, but it could be like a sundial in this one, but I don't know. I didn't read into it, so don't judge me on that. I'm just going over the list that I have and I'm excited to see it regardless. So that's what I'm excited for. Uh, there's this one movie, The Magnificent Raiders of Dimension, of Dimension War One saw the trailer of this and it looks really cool it's very sci-fi-ish and it's taking place in like a 42 century AD and it looks very psychedelic I don't know the whole premise of this exactly but the trailer just caught my eye and even the poster looks amazing it's got some like a blues and purple hues there it just looks like it's something from the 80s but it looks amazing I'm probably going to delve into it later or closer as it's getting ready to, to be released. So that's one movie I'm looking forward to. There's Elemental. Now this is a Disney and Pixar uh, movie that's coming out. And <laughs> there's like a, a meme that I saw that was talking about all the Pixar movies and what each movie is basically doing. Like it's saying, what if toys had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? What if superheroes had feelings? And then when it got to Inside Out, is like the last thing on the meme, it says like, what if feelings had feelings? So now I'm wondering if like, with this one, is it going to be like, what if elements had feelings? So, so it is called element, Elemental, and um, it looks like there's like a love-hate relationship between like uh, people who are fire elements and people who are water elements. And if there's going to be like a fire or uh, firebending or waterbending reference for Avatar, that's going to be hilarious. I highly doubt that because uh, Avatar is not under 
Disney. Like, they don't own the rights to that. But it would be funny if they just, like, nodded to that just a little bit or something. And there are other elements in there. Like, it's not just um, fire and water. There's probably, like, earth, wind, and fire. That would be funny if there's a reference to that in, in this movie. But we shall see. It's another movie I'm interested in. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I am not a huge fan of Transformers alone. Like, I was never really engaged into any of the Transformers movies. Maybe because I wasn't really into it back in, like, the early 80s, close to 70s or something. I, I don't know, but I never watched that as a kid. But it's Rise of the Beasts, and this is referring to the Beast Wars. I did watch that as a kid, and I liked that because it was, like, um, one of the few... Um, 3D animated um, Saturday morning cartoon shows that I watched as a kid before I went to school or or even like uh, just for fun and I enjoyed watching it so seeing Rise of the Beasts like Beast Wars coming into play this will be really cool my only concern is like the size of these um, these <laughs> um, I guess Transformers because Realistically, they would be the size of um, the animal that they are transforming to. But it looks like they are the same size as the Transformers who transform into trucks. So, I don't know. They were the same size in the show, yes. But, um, I'm wondering if they're going to have, going to be able to explain that. Like, the reason they're that size. Like, maybe because, like, when they were on the Earth a long time ago, things were that size... And, like, the Earth was smaller or whatever, and the oxygen was larger or something. I don't know. Maybe they'll explain that a little bit, because that would make logical sense if that were to happen. Then there's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> that is super cool. And this is going to be part one, so there's going to be a part one and part two of this. And I don't know when the part two is going to be released, but I'm excited for this. The first one was amazing, had an awesome soundtrack, and you made it really relatable to the main character. And you really rooted for him and wanted to be like him. And Miles Morales is like one of my favorite uh, Spider-Men. I do love uh, Peter Parker. I grew up with Peter Parker. Um, Miles Morales is new to me. I think the first time I heard about him was from the Spider-Man Spider-Verse. I was like, oh, there's a black Spider-Man. And... And I just love him. He's really cool. And I would love to see multiple Spider-Men that he encounters just like he did in the first one. So we'll be able to see more and more. And I hope we'll be able to have, like, like each one will probably get, like, um, equal screen time so that we enjoy each Spider-Man. And maybe they'll get spin-offs of those. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm excited for this one regardless. It's great animation. It makes it feel like a comic book. And also it makes it feel like an animated movie that we are rooting for. So that's exciting. Let's see here. What are some other ones? Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I am slightly excited for that. Mostly because of Adam Warlock, we finally get a, we finally got a show of like who, like what Adam Warlock looks like and who is playing him. So that's really cool, and I liked I liked uh, reading some of um, the comic books that had Adam Warlock in it. So I'm excited for this, and I'm a bit hesitant because um, Volume Two was not my favorite. 
And then the Christmas special was not the best, but it was okay. And I'm hoping that this can be redeemable and be as good or better than the first one. Because it's hard making a sequel that people like sometimes when the first movie has been successful in the box office. So I'm really hoping that this lives up to its expectations and we'll be able to see some more backstory with like Adam Warlock, his um, origin... And if he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy in this. Because he did start out as like a bad guy in the comics and he became good. And it would just be cool to see what's going to happen. And maybe we'll even get... Um, oh, I forgot his name. Uh, Adam Warlock's counterpart, like his twin. That's going to be wearing like the man bun. So it would be funny to see a purple version of Adam Warlock with a man bun in this. And I forgot his name. Uh Starts with an M. I can't remember, but I know it starts with an M. It's at the tip of my tongue. This is going to be bug, bug me for the rest of the day, but it's okay. we got to move on. we got to move on anyway. What's another movie that I'm looking forward to? Evil Dead Rise. This is the long-awaited sequel from Evil Dead. And the Evil Dead was a remake of the Evil Dead franchise. I loved the Evil Dead remake. It was really cool. I actually loved it more than the original. Because it was grounded, more realistic, and cool. and It was scary. It was more entertaining. It was a huge bloodbath. I'll give it that. But it was really cool with what they did with the practical effects and the makeup and the amount of blood that they used. And the story was really good to follow. It was just really cool. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen in The Evil Dead Rise, a sequel to that. And if there's going to be any connection to the older Evil Dead franchise and are we going to get a cameo of uh, Bruce Campbell who played Ash? Not to be confused with Ash Ketchum. But anyway, so I'm excited for that. The other horror movie that's similar to Evil Dead is Renfield. This one has Nicolas Cage in it and he's going to be playing Dracula. I find this ironic that he's playing Dracula in this one because he was in Vampire Kiss. And he played a guy that believed that he was bit by a vampire girl and he was then a vampire and he just went all crazy with his alphabets and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see him as Dracula on here and also to see if there's going to be any reference to Vampire Kiss in this film. And so that's the only thing I'm excited for because like his other movie I forgot what it was called but it was like really, it was very lengthy. I don't know if I did a review of it, but if I did, cool if I not. If I didn't, then oh well, I'll try to do another one. But I'm excited for this one because Nicolas Cage as a vampire will be interesting to see. And I wonder if it's going to be more comedic because he has done some crazy comedic roles recently. So we'll see what happens. Like maybe if it's going to be like um, Vampire, or no, not Vampire, Dracula Dead and Loving It, that would be hilarious. But I don't know if it's going to have like a serious tone or a comedic tone. But either way. Then there's Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Well, it doesn't say the movie. It just says movie. And this one has Chris Pratt in it, and he's voicing Mario. And he's a good actor. And with him voicing him, I think it would be a good fit. I'm just afraid that this will be just like the Lego movie. Because he has voiced a char- like an animated character before where it has like a little struggle trying to fit in with the world, like the animated world, and then realizing like it's all 
not real and stuff. So I'm wondering what's going to happen with uh, Super Mario Brothers in this one. And people are like thinking that this is going to be a horrible movie because Chris Pratt sounds like Chris Pratt and he won't be able to sound like um, Mario from Super Mario Brothers. And to be honest, nobody wants to hear Mario's voice for two hours <laughs> talking that way. It'll be really annoying. It's good in the game because you don't hear him a whole lot. But if uh, Chris Pratt um, starts uh, like uh, sounding like Mario, it's going to get really annoying and people are not going to watch the movie and then it's going to be the worst movie ever. And I wonder if there's going, going to be any reference to the 1990s live-action version of Super Mario Bros. with... Uh, I forgot his name, but he was in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and then... Um, Luigi Mario. Dang. I forgot his last name. I am terrible at names, but I know their faces. <laughs> but, you know, he he was in uh, Violent Night, the recent movie that I talked about. So I wonder if there's going to be any reference to that. Like, maybe show, like, the case of Inchivik. We don't talk about that. Just like what happened with uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse when they were talking about um, Spider-Man dancing at one point, And they just reference it. And just let it go. And didn't talk about it after that. So they might have something funny that way. If they did, I would laugh. So there's that one. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. This looks interesting. I'm actually excited to see this one. I haven't seen the old one from the 1990s of Dungeons and Dragons. I do want to see that one because I've been wanting to see that one as a kid. And I'm hoping I can see it sometime so I can compare. And recently... Um, Son Zeke, uh, he's liking Dungeons and Dragons, and he's been wanting me to uh, learn more about it. And I did play a game with him, and I created a character that was like a half vampire, half werewolf, and his name was Ram. And it was really cool doing some acti some quest with him, so it was really cool. And I even drew the character. I might leave a drawing of the character later on in the description. I don't know. We'll see. But um, it was fun. So it got me interested in wanting to watch this one. And it's interesting that it has a subtitle, Honor Among Thieves. So it makes me wonder if they're going to try to make a franchise out of this with Dungeons & Dragons. Like, like, it's not just going to be a movie. That they're going to try to make a franchise of this. Like, maybe seven movies along, their, along the line. In the movie industry, they want to try to get, like, at least a trilogy. And make profit that way. So they might try to do it with this. So... We'll see. There might be some other subtitles for Dungeons and Dragons, but we got to see how it plays out in the box office. If it does well, then it will get a sequel. If it doesn't do well, it will not get a sequel. Unless you're like Jerry Bruckheimer, where <laughs> he just makes sequels of Transformers regardless and just doesn't care if like one sucks. He's just going to be like, oh, it sucked? That's okay. I'll make another one. It's like, no, stop while you're ahead. <laughs> That's just my opinion about Transformers movies. I hate them, and but I'm willing to watch the Beast Wars one. John Wick Chapter 4. Yes, I am super stoked to see Keanu Reeves back in action and killing people with a pencil. So we'll see if he can uh, bring it to the table, and I'm positive he will. I am sorely disappointed that uh, the release date didn't happen the way that it was supposed to because of COVID, but prior to COVID... John Wick Chapter 4 and The Matrix uh, Resurrections, I believe, the fourth one. They're both four mo fourth movies, 
and they were going to be released on the same day, and I was going to be excited to watch both of them on the same day. It'll be like, okay, John Wick's done, and then The Matrix is done. And the reason I was excited was because what if um, they're going to be connected? Because I was excited to see if um, John Wick is like um, uh, another video game that uh, Neo is part of, and he's playing... Like somehow, when he got out of the Matrix, he then falls into uh, being John Wick, and that would explain like why he is this way and stuff, and has similar qualities and stuff. And that's what what I was wondering was going on was that like both of the movies are being released in the same day. That's what I thought that we had to watch them too, and then then you'd have the franchise with the Matrix and the franchise of John Wick all connected. That's what I thought was going to happen. So now I don't know, since they got released differently and The Matrix Resurrections fell flat. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. It's an okay movie, but it's basically re-watching the first one, but it's not as good. Yeah, it's not as good. So just watch the first three of The Matrix and you'll be just fine. And I'm going to watch the fourth John Wick and I'll be fine. So I'm excited for that one. And then there's 65. This one has Adam Driver in it. And I'm excited for this regardless. I saw the trailer of it, and I thought um, the trailer uh, showed too much. But I still want to see it. Um, what happened is, the reason is, you'll find out why it's called 65 in the trailer. But I was really hoping that it, it was the twist was going to be something that you would watch in the movie. But you find out that there's a the twist is actually in the trailer. So it's like it's like one of those mo- movie trailers where it shows too much. And then you're like, dang, did I watch the whole movie? And I hope I didn't. But anyway, the spoiler alert for this trailer. It's funny that I have a spoiler alert for this trailer. Usually you have it for just the movies. But in this movie, um, there's people in space and they're traveling to another world and they crash land on a world that's inhabited by beasts and they're alien in nature at first like you take a glimpse of it and you're like oh what type of aliens are they going to encounter on this planet and stuff and then you find out that they are dinosaurs they should have just kept it a secret right there but they find out that they went back in time and they have to deal with the harsh conditions of life on this planet with dinosaurs. Now, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. It's probably another twist in there, and that was just a just a icing on the cake for a little bit, and then we'll get the cherry later. But um, I like that concept, but we'll see what happens. Because I'm excited to see if there's going to be another twist. Like, maybe they... Maybe it's like the Planet of the Apes type thing where they fall into a different planet that's existing in the same time period but has dinosaurs. I don't know. Or maybe the dinosaurs happen to be the aliens and they somehow crash landed on this planet on like their organisms and stuff and started sprouting. I don't know how it works. But I hope the twist is better than the trailer was. Then there's Scream 6. I do like how they use the title of Scream. It it says Scream, but like the M is painted in a way that it makes it look like there's a V and an I in there for 6. So that's cool. And I didn't like Scream 5. Scream 5 sucked. And wouldn't recommend that one. I'd probably just go on from like Scream 1 to 4, and that's okay. And don't worry about 5. Unless you want to, I wouldn't 
I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. I saw the trailer of it, and it looks pretty cool. And it's happening on a train. So people are just going to be killed on a train. Much like with that uh, Dracula ship movie that's coming out. So it'll be like a killer that's happening on a ship. But in this case, Scream, it's happening on a train. So that'll be interesting to see like who is on the train and stuff. Or who is the killer on the train, I guess I should specify on that one. And there's Creed 3, but then again, I do need to watch the first two to know what's going on. Well, actually, I did watch the first one, and I thought it was pretty cool. I haven't seen the second one yet, so I have to watch the second one to get what's going on with Creed 3, but I am excited that that's happening. Um, Cocaine Bear. saw the trailer of that, and it looks hilarious. So it's basically about... And it's based on a true story. It's basically it's about a bear that somehow got hold of cocaine and just goes on a killing spree while it's like um, got that cocaine in the system. So it'll be it sounds funny and comedic. It's rated R, so it's definitely going to have like blood and gore and have some funny stuff here and there. Then there's Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. That's a mouthful. I'm still excited to see this regardless because. Uh, uh, Rudd is a great actor, and then we're, we're going to see Kane the Conqueror in this one, so that'll be really cool. And the actor who plays Kane the Conqueror did a great job in Lovecraft Country, so I'm excited to see this. And um, the, only, the only beef I have is just the title. It's so long. I feel like with each Ant my movie, it extends the um, the title. Like first, it was Ant Man. Then Ant Man and the Wasp, and now it's Ant Man and the and the Wasp Quantum Mania. So I'm wondering if there's going to be another Ant Man. If they are, are they going to add on to the Quantum Mania, like Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania ch- up Chuckarama? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for that one. It's one of the few movies I'm excited for this year for the MCU because lately I feel like MCU is going downhill and they're running out of ideas but I hope this one has an idea that we can follow and keep straight with it uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey this looks interesting to see like a Winnie the Pooh character in going on a killing spree that's what it looks like to me from the poster and the trailer so yeah I think it just looks funny. So we'll see if that's going to be worth watching in the long run. Knock at the Cabin. This is M. Night Shyamalan's uh, newest movie that's coming out. The trailer looks interesting. Uh, Rupert Grint is in this one, the guy who played Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter franchise. So, And um, Bautista is in this one as well, the guy who played Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy and the, just basically the Avengers MCU. So it'll be cool to see this. It looks interesting. It's kind of like a end-of-the-world type of movie where they have to sacrifice somebody. So it'll be interesting to see how it has panned out. What else is on the list? Is that it? Let's see, let's see. Oh, Megan. Well, I guess it's like M3GAN, if you want to read it technical. That's a, yeah, M3GAN. Megan. I do want to see this one. It looks interesting. So far, it's got a 6.1 on IMDb as far as the stars out of 10. And it's produced by Bloomhouse, if I remember right. So that one, I'm excited to see because I do like horror movies. So it's it looks like it's a female version of, of Chucky. So like, but more like with AI. 
I guess they did that with the remake of Chucky, having it be an AI. So this one was just a female doll. Looks interesting. I'm excited. And those are the movies that I'm thinking of watching for 2023. It may add up. It may not. I don't know. But we're going to take a little break and we'll talk about what's going to be happening for the next episode. Okay, I'm back. Just as a recap, I just talked about the movies that I'm interested in watching for 2023. And for next episode, I'm going to do a random movie watch. I'm going to roll a die. And I'm going to go back into like watching a movie that... Um, like based on the role, like what genre it's going to be, what type of movie it is, and I'll just be starting to watch movies and do my reviews on that and also give you updates on radio plays that I'm going to be dishing out. And those will be released on Fridays when I can. I'm working on it. But these episodes will be constantly coming out on Wednesdays. So be able to look out for that and also be my be able to support me, become a sponsor. Help me so I can help you get the news and whatnot with movies and pop culture galore. Love you guys, and I'll talk to you later. Toodles. You have just listened to an episode produced by Randomosity. The stories are written and recorded by yours truly, Rand Einfeld. Randomosity is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Listen Notes, Audible, Player.fm, and many more. So stay tuned, my friends. Please support the podcast on these venues as well as on the Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash randomosity.